Hey, hey, everyone. This is Throwing Down with Justin Lilly. I'm Lily Caffrey-Levine. I'm Jess King. And welcome to a 105-degree, 80% humidity episode of Throwing Down, where we're going to get into um, just the past week in sports. A lot going on, as always, because there's just, going on. there's just a lot going on. Um, it is extremely hot. And... I have, the a- I have the AC going, if that's, like, weird background noise. Um, yeah, it's just, it's really, really, really hot. This is, like, the third shirt I've worn today. So. But here we are. Let's get <laughs> into it. we have it. a lot of things to talk about. And some news went down earlier today that we want to address first. Oh, the best and news. Just Lily is just very thrilled by it, news. as am I. It's a good clapback story, and I'll let Lily take it from there. I like the way you um, classify stories. You're like, this is a clapback story. This is a clout story. And I <laughs> like, don't live in the 21st century. I'm like, what is she I'm saying? I'm like trying to identify with the Gen Z kids. I, I'm just like, like, what is she saying? We were born in 98, and we're like the first We're the both. But so I've- Gen Z, I think and I feel lost. We're technically, I think, Gen Z, but I've also heard people say that like, millennials are like after or gen z's after 2000 which i don't care what i am but doesn't it wouldn't it not make sense to make the millennium cutoff at the millennium, the millennium. like at two, you know what i mean like um yeah. but i've always like i've me and my parents have discussed this at length as i have with like everybody and my thing has always been like i feel like i identify with millennials in our like childhood similarities and like interests and stuff like that more than I do with Gen but Z. But I definitely know my way around an iPhone better than a lot of 30 year olds. Okay so. and I'll I'll give you that too so we're just like really in the middle here. We are so. So after that tangent um it was announced today that there will be a new sports media website Defector coming in September um and they're putting out a podcast in mid-August and the the kind of shtick of this is that it's the f- done by the former writers and editors of Deadspin, um, which um, about a year ago, less than less than a year ago, less than a year ago, I think. Um, after a lot of stick to sports comments and things like that, um, they the entire staff quit uh, as a unit. Together. As a unit, which was a very big deal at the time, obviously, and it's still a big deal as far as, like, the sports media industry goes. But now they're back, um, and they're, they're tweeting. telling everyone Yeah, what's good. so they tweeted today, um, this is Defector, a new sports blog and media company from the writers you missed. We made this place together. We own it together. We run it together. Defector.com. Um, I am excited as someone that – was heartbroken about Deadspin. Um, and I'm also excited uh, as someone that likes to see like cool things happen. And I think this is going to be yeah. a really cool thing. And I think we obviously, we all we know is, I guess they like had a Zoom call um, and they announced that they're starting up. Other than that, there's not a whole lot else um, that's public right now. But I feel a lot of excitement for this because of the way that Deadspin was, the way that it was a very creative place, the way that it was a very outside of the box place. And I'm also excited because of their use of the word together. We made it together. We run it together. Um, 
something that I've always adored in a website like The Ringer is that I read things from them and I always just feel like everyone that works there is just like really good friends and they like hanging out together and like they collaborate really well with each other and I think that that takes their already very strong talent to like a whole nother level um and so I think that it just makes the whole thing a lot more entertaining too yeah and so I think Defector you listen to it and you're like oh yeah that makes sense like yeah and I think it'll probably be a similar kind of thing of it's like oh these are friends that like like each other and hang out together and like work well together which is always just like a really wholesome thing Mm -hmm. um and then I also raise the question of people always ask like is the athletic the new the future of sports journalism like the subscription service kind of side of it um, and I guess we, we don't know, like it's still really young, but now this raises the question of it's like, what is the, like, what is the profit kind of aspect going to be to a website like this? Are they making money? Are they doing it for fun? Like, I'm sure that there's obviously expenses in it. So it's coming from somewhere, whether it be ad revenue or whatever, but is this the new future of sports journalism? Like friends getting together and saying, let's go for it. I would not be opposed to that at all. I'm just curious as we to We like, might be doing really well. I know. That's exactly <laughs> what we're trying to get at right now. I'm, I just wonder, not in a bad way, just out of like curiosity is like, what's, what's like the business model? Well, um, so if you go on their the website right awesome. now, yeah. if you go on their website right now and you know, there's not a ton of content, just a lot of like promos for what they have coming in store. Mm-hmm. This was just announced today. I love this little tagline that they have. All of our bullshit, none of theirs. <laughs> okay, see, that's just why like, I really right. like this independent thing. Like, I really, really like it. And I really am, I'm just so excited But for they it. do have a lot of cool um, subscription packages, offers. Okay. $69 a year, $8 a month. Um, so does that mean it will be a, a, a subscription I service thing? I think so. I that's what I think they're they're gonna go for it looks like here which I mean is fine because I'm all for paying for content you know um I'm doing this right now for free because I like it but I'm sure that if I was an actual full-grown adult that doesn't live with her mom then I'd have to be thinking more seriously about Jess it's gonna be so good I'm looking at the website now it's gonna be so good it's really just if you guys haven't looked it up it's just the name defector.com Okay. I, yeah, I'm, I'm a fan of this. I'm really excited to see what they, they come up with. Yeah. So that's something for all of our fans listening right now to uh, keep an eye out for, because it's kind of the same thing that we're trying to do here. Like we are just spewing what we want. We don't really have anyone telling us what we can and cannot say, and we don't want to stick to sports. That's the whole point of what we're doing here. It's never just sports. So we support them. Stay tuned for that. Yeah, we'll definitely and be talking more about them. As, yeah, when they hit the yeah. ground running, as we know they will, we'll, we'll dive deeper into that and what they're talking about. In other news, do you want to talk about the reigning fire that is the MLB? And just let's talk about the reigning fire that is everything. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah. but they are definitely- Yeah, let's talk the leaders in oh yeah um chaos so... and it's not even organized chaos because i think like i feel like i would classify who? everything i do as organized chaos that and okay. that is not this 
I feel like the MLB sneakily restarted their season. And, like, where was I when, like, all of this was going down? Like, I'm trying to think in the past couple of weeks when everyone was announcing. Like, I think I was so personally caught up in the NBA's restart and the bubble stuff that I yeah, because it was smart forgot and about the MLB. And I just honestly thought, like, there's no way that baseball is actually going to play without a bubble. And guess what? They did it. And then after the first game, I was like, well... So, so here are my initial reactions to everything going on. One, was a bubble considered ever as one of the options? I don't know. Two, did anybody, like, in anything of the planning be like, well, what if it goes wrong? Like, it doesn't seem like there's a lot of contingency plan in place. And three, like, let's talk contact tracing, because I don't think a lot of people did because then there's this like well he was tested 24 hours ago he'll get or he was tested he'll get his results in 24 hours but then it's just like playing a baseball game and I'm just like okay so you're next to the catcher and the umpire when you're on plate then you make it to first and you're next to the first base coach and the first baseman then you go to second that's another person then you're at third that's two more people um, and now you're home and you're back with those people and then you're back in the dugout. And I know there's, there are players wearing masks, which I'm in support of, like, I'm totally for it because this isn't a bubble system. Um, yeah. but like, if you have one second baseman wearing a mask and nobody else, like, What's I'm just point? like, I'm just like, just how did you not see this coming? For all the people who are listening to this right now and think like we might be being dramatic, let me just read. Oh, you something I will that not. I send to my non-sports friends, uh, to un- so they can understand like how much my brain hurts with this, this makes situation. You take a nap. The tweet. So it's like, so the Orioles are leaving Miami, a hot spot, and won't be quarantined. The Atlanta Braves, where the Marlins may or may not have contracted COVID nineteen are playing in Tampa tonight. The Yankees are holed up in a Philly hotel. The Marlins are also still in Philly. Yikes. And I'm just mad because I'm from New York. Like, I spent a lot of time in quarantine, and now I'm, like, able to go to the beach. Like, I wear my mask when I go out to eat and stuff. But it's just, like, why do I have to do this? But you don't have to, like – Yankees, you could stay wherever you are because I kind of don't want you back in New York. Stay in Philly. Like, We're fine. All up in we, just stay in our Philly. space. We our get poor it. Baseball. air quality. Like, <laughs> we get it. I don't baseball. need it. Just stay in Philly. I feel like you guys will have a better time there. No, it's just um, like take baseball and put it over there. Like I don't want it. Okay, so I. As far as the, like, well, what were they supposed to do thing, um, I understand that with a bubble, it might be, like, baseball teams are much larger, and there's a lot of people involved, whatever, so, like, maybe it's difficult to do a bubble. Almost as if they don't have a lot of money, though. Mm. Um, and Like, what? So, I understand that there was, like, there would maybe be some, a little bit more, go- or a lot more going into a bubble than they did for the NBA, um, however, and it's, I think a little bit, it would be a little bit of a longer time because they're playing their whole shortened season. Um, however, if that wasn't going to work, then maybe it sounds like we just shouldn't play baseball. Sorry. I just like really didn't need baseball that bad. Like personally. Like I want it. Yeah. But like, I don't want people to die because of it. That was my favorite tweet this week. Um, someone tweeted and I lost it. 
technical difficulties hold on um yeah like i was i'm obviously happy to have baseball back i'm more so happy that there are probably like close to a million people that now have jobs because baseball is back um however i'm gonna stay with my argument no one should die or get sick because of this it's not worth it um and i don't know why that's not like super oh this was the tweet baseball's back baby hope nobody dies same same actually and a a silence falls over the crowd because everybody's just like well we're screwed well let's we'll move on from the ranting about it and actually like my true thoughts on this are that they have suspended the miami marlins have suspended their season um i think for until further notice because of the number of cases they've had on the team they've obviously come into contact with a few teams at this point um and and whatever their traveling situations are and whatever and now i think i think of this very differently being knowing how quickly everything shut get down when ruby rudy gobert tested positive it was like that happened and they said mid game shut it down and so I'm one a little bit concerned that I'm like, yeah, I I think this is the line. Like, I think this is too many players testing positive to the point where we can't do this anymore. And I'm curious to see how long it takes until we get to that point, because the way that it's been handled so far, I do not see them playing 20 games. Like people are like, maybe they'll play 50 and it'll get cut off before the last 10. I'm like, oh, we might not hit 20. Like, (laughs) We ought to hit 10. And it's just, like, crazy because they have no intention of shutting down the season. And here's my thing. Like, which was COVID gone. aside, which is feel like impossible to say that I can't say, like, COVID aside, it's just, like, say that you don't want to shut down the season and half of the Marlins have coronavirus and then that goes to the next team and the next team and the next team. It's, like, the level of competition will go down so quickly. And I've been saying this about – the NFL all like quarantines like if half of your team gets sick they're out for two weeks minimum minimum they have to two football games they're out out for two weeks like after recovery so yeah however long the recovery is nothing awful god forbid happens to any of the players or anything and it's just like for football okay that's two games then at least that you're top player or whoever gets injured and then it's like for baseball how many games would you say that it's going to be like five six seven a bunch more than seven like I if you're missing two weeks of baseball that's a lot of games so it's like what is that worth like I feel like diehard baseball fans are gonna turn on the the games and just be like well this is just terrible now and they're, they're just gonna get angry so I feel like baseball yeah. fans are so quick to get Everyone's angry. been asking for, like, five years or, like, more than that. How do we say And, like, baseball? even when and we like, did the base, like, we did a fantasy baseball draft, I had no, like, I had no rhyme or reason. Oh, no, because I'm like, I don't know how this is going to go. No, because we've been everybody's asking, now on the, like, we've been asking for years coronavirus. now. We've been asking for years now, how do we save baseball? And I don't know what the answer well, this is. This is definitely the but, way to kill oh, wait, 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 one second. I don't know what the answer is, but I know that the answer is not endangering your players and then in that having, like, zero level of competition because, A, players will get sick. They don't be able to play. B, people are going to start being like, um, heck no, I'm out. Like, I'm not doing this if there's, like, obviously no concern for safety. 
So I don't know. What do we give it? I give it five days. I say, what day is it? Tuesday. Three days already. No, what? When did it start on Saturday? Yes, my prediction. It's not even a prediction, but my like shot in the dark hunch. By the time we are recording this podcast next week, the baseball season will be be canceled. The baseball season will be canceled. (laughs) I just don't see like, I I just don't see a way that they are able to resolve. You also just now logistically have one team that's just not participating in the season. So how does that work? I just, Um, (laughs) I don't get it. Like my head hurts talking about it because I feel like we've also been talking like because I feel like I'm yelling at a brick wall about this a lot and it's just like it's like talking to a brick wall it's and it's like I don't know it's frustrating it's definitely frustrating because I mean because we want only we come back to make powerful decisions we want sports to come back but sports will never actually come back until this thing is solved or this thing's like remedied um so I guess we'll but there's see what better happens. news. There's better news in the world today, um, and that comes from the WNBA. Ugh. And ESPN is Love bringing it. 13 more WNBA games to air, which is going to be a total of 37 regular season games. Um, and I think they have some deal going on about like with their postseason viewing, so that can be watched on ABC, ESPN, and ESPN two. So we have uh, some more love and support for women's sports, which we love. I mean, I personally believe that with more TV and airtime, more people will want to uh, watch women's basketball games. And I mean, the only thing we can do right now is air games because we can't have anyone go to them. I'll do the, I'll play the role. I'll play the role of she's never happy about anything. I'll, I'll take one for the team. Um, Great. You're back super, today. Super glad that they're adding 13 more games. But, like, why weren't you airing those games in the first place? Like, and I, I'm all for, like, yes, let's do it. And but now that's such, like, an obvious senses. answer why. You know what but I mean? Like, I'm, not, okay. I'm so personally over asking that question. Because I just. I know, but I, like, that's, yeah. But when we're not playing any other sports, what's your excuse now? Oh, they don't get good ratings, which isn't true. true. Um, what does is playing eighteen hours of Sports Center reruns getting you good ratings? I like. I don't know if it is. I like. They're I'm, not getting my view. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I'm not watching Sports Center rerun. Like, it's like watching reruns of the news. You're like, oh, this happened. Remember when life sucked less? Um, but I feel like the public, even though now that they're showing those games, they're going with what you said. It's like, okay, we don't have a lot of other sports yeah. talk, so we're going to watch these games. Build it and they will come. Build it and they will come. The opening and they're not. day had uh, the most views in eight years for a WNBA opening day on ABC. So they had 540,000 viewers. That went up 20% from last year and, again, like the most since 2012. Um, so my Saturday was actually really nice. Cause I, because after a really long NBA week, was on. yeah, I woke up after a really long week at noon, which was awesome. And without getting ready, without doing anything, I just walked downstairs, put ESPN on, made some coffee, sat and watched a WNBA game. And you know what? It was a thousand degrees. So it was really nice to be in the AC. Then the game was over. Watching I sat out in the sports. sun for a while and it was lovely. And basketball games are never on at noon like anyways so I was like super psyched that I was like I can just wake up that's when I love when the NFL goes to London 
I like wake up and there's a football game on and I'm like, Ooh, it's 9am and I can just yep. roll out of bed. You're um, like, wow, this sounds, this is strange. I know, it I makes me think sometimes that I slept in late when I turn on the TV I know, and there's really football on. No, those are the days where I wake up watching football and I fall asleep watching football because then you're watching the West Coast games like in bed and it's like 1130 and you're like, all right, mm-hmm. Sunday. Um, so, I mean, it's really great and I don't want to just be a complete cynic about it. Like I'm really psyched that they're seeing that they are getting good ratings and that they're choosing to roll with that and play more games. Um, so I hope that they continue to get those ratings up. I think it's going to be a really good season. I think the WNBA is interesting to watch taking every other outside factor out of it. And it makes me really feel morally good to be supporting athletes that are supporting important causes, um, with, um, putting names on the back of their jerseys. A lot Lots of the, of the WNBA players Taylor's are name taking a stance on yep. the back. And I just feel it. This is weird. It always kind of makes me sad, like in a weird way, when I see one team, and this happened at the Red Sox game, I see one team all kneeling for the anthem, and then it goes to the other team, and a few players are kneeling, and I'm like, oh, I mean, like, good, I'm, I don't know how to say this without, like, offending someone, but I don't know. I'm just kind of like be like stand in solidarity with each other. You know what I mean? Like it, it makes me feel the part of the parts of sports that like give you butterflies and make you feel good. Seeing a team all come together for something like that is one of those. Um, And it makes me a little sad when I'm just like, Oh, you're not all in it together like that. And that's, I think a really fun thing about the WNBA is that they, they really are like, they're very on the same page about stuff like that. Um, They're very, I wonder if it's like awkward for athletes when they go back I, to that's the, the thing room. that I think makes me sad about it like, is that, like th- so I personally I think it's everyone's situation. decision I put myself I in their a situation decision, and like, I would if I were kneeling and and like most of my teammates weren't I would feel like weirdly like I'd be like oh I kind of that's not to say I think back. that everyone should just like follow the leader I guess like I yeah everyone has a right to choose to protest and also like not to not protest but also like you said like it's a team thing and I feel like at some point down the line it has to kind of backfire like maybe they don't all do it a little awkward yeah I just can't help Um, but feel that if you're one of the players that's kneeling and the entire the entirety of the other team is doing it together and your teammates aren't I'd have to yeah, imagine it's like, and again. Yeah, just, look at them have these. This their is back, like, but yeah, y'all don't have that, my back. And it's just putting myself in the situation where I was like, I would feel a little like meh about it. Um, but that's not up to me to decide because I don't play professional sports, so I can't say what they're thinking. Uh, but I do think that the W the WNBA, to make it a very clear point, has been on like the front lines of fighting for social justice long before a lot of leagues were. So let's acknowledge that um because they've really been fighting the good fight for a long time now um and very few people talk about that and I mean I feel like I I also love the little celebrity status come up that's been going down um from a lot they also are just all like WNBA players they seem to me from interviews and stuff like that just all like really not just good people but like people that you would enjoy hanging out with you know what I mean yeah 
Like if there's okay, so let me raise this question to you. And you can't say Dennis Rodman because that's the obvious first answer. Who's an athlete you think you would have a really fun time just like hanging out with for the day? Like if you guys were like friendly. Um, and who's one you think you wouldn't have fun with? I don't think I would have fun with Hmm. That's the one I want to go with first. And I feel like it's like a okay. really obvious one. I yeah. don't think I would have any fun with Jacob DeGrom because he's really like way too like, like serious. Like he's about yeah. his business. So like, at least that's like what I get from him. I mean, when I work, when I interned for the Mets, he, gave, he waved to me once. Uh, no big deal. <laughs> but I mean, still, that's like hmm. completely different than like going out and having a beer with the guy who I think I would get along with really well and like have fun with. I would have to go with um, JJ Redick, I think. Okay, yeah, that's a good answer because I think JJ Redick is very I've using personal. a lot of like, see, that question, I thought about that in the beginning of the bubble when everyone started arriving. Is it because he did the shotgun like, thing? Then you get a. Yeah, and you get a glimpse into people's personal lives. Yeah, it's like, sure. oh, you're fun and interesting. Like, not a lot of people would, like, do that. Like, I also think that maybe I wouldn't really get along with Joel Embiid because – Really? I feel like I, feel I like, really would. Um, I feel like – very, like, does things a certain, like, his way all the time – so and I'm more of a go with the flow type of person yeah I kind of have like a middle ground answer like I have both answers and I have like a middle ground one and I'll start with okay. my middle ground one is that like someone I would I think I would definitely get along with um and we could be like friendly and hang out but we'd never be like I just don't think we like our Venn diagrams ever like cross is Tom Brady I just think, like, he's a very, like, I think he's a super, like, he seems like a nice dude and is, like, very polite and, like, pleasant to be around, but I just, like, thinking about it, I'm, like. he seems like a nerd. You do? I think he just seems very serious about what he does, and I am in no way, so, like, I just don't see me and Tom Brady ever being able to, like, oh, you want to grab lunch? Like, should we all get lunch? And then, like, and I just, like, am also, like, it's sh- not like stress me out everybody can do what they want but I get like overwhelmed when people are like oh you shouldn't be eating that or you shouldn't be like eating that or that's really bad for you and I I'm feel like, oh like his gosh. jokes wouldn't land with you like yeah yeah you I have your own sense of humor and I feel like he obviously because he is like a dad but I he think has he's such, a lot like, more low-key dad jokes but like they wouldn't land. I think for being one of the greatest quarterbacks all t- of all time. He seems like a very, like, kind of chill, low-key person. That's well, I, just do, kind of, like, I do feel like he tries out. hard on social media, I yeah, have to say. that's fair. Um, someone I think I would have a really good time with, um, I want to say Sue Bird so badly, but I just also think she's really, like, intense and serious, and I think I just, like, would be intimidated by her. To the point where, like, I couldn't be I myself. I wouldn't even know what to say. Like, like I don't think I, I could, like, like, hang out and be myself with her. You're so awesome. Yeah, like, I don't think I could, like, not think. Like, I th- I don't think I could, like, chill. There I think are some I'd be athletes very, that like, when you ask that question, like, wouldn't even ever come into my brain. Because like, she's personally, just, Personally, like, I think I yeah. wouldn't get along with LeBron James. But that's not even a fair yeah. question because if I ever was in a room with LeBron James, I would just start sweating. <laughs> but that's the thing. is like, I would love to, like, I think Sue Bird and I would get along great. I just think, like, her 
level of intensity and like how freaking cool she is to me would just be like way too overwhelming for me um someone I actually think I could get along with and I think you could too is Sabrina Ionescu like I think and I'll give it the same age pass like we're we're similar ages so I feel like we just baseline I definitely think she's like way more serious than we are I mean but I think she's like funny like I think she's chill you know what I mean I mean I don't know I think she's gonna grow into the spotlight I think she's gonna grow into the spotlight too because she is new and one thing I did I'm glad you kind of brought her up New York Liberties this year, she played, um, yeah. and she kind of had a rough That's the game start. That's the game I watched like, on Friday. It's, it was, like, humbling for her, probably, and, like, although, like, I'm a big fan of hers, I think it's, like, always super great to see uh, a superstar from college come into the league and, like, and not kind of get a superstar. super humbling experience. So she went four for 17 overall and zero from eight from behind uh, the arc, so it's just, like, only 12 points, which obviously I wouldn't even be able to score any points I in a WNBA one, game. So, it's fine. so who am I to like run my mouth like this? That's Sabrina, my- if you're listening, I swear I'm a big fan of yours. <laughs> like when I went to go buy your jersey, it was sold out. And I Wait, went on it like, so this yeah. brings up like my favorite conversation topic of all time that I don't think anybody else enjoys except for like you and I is we have a friend, Dave, and Dave would like sometimes out of the blue just be like if we're like sitting in a room with like five people total he's like how many points do you think we'd score against the Knicks and it it turns into this like hour-long debate or no it's how many games could we win in a season um if we were a basketball team um and my answer as a collective unit yeah so like us men and women yeah so like as our us and three friends Yes. How many NBA games could we win in a whole season? My answer off the bat is always zero. I literally, in this scenario, and I know it's more of a joke, I'm, I always stick with the argument that I'm like, I would not score a single point. I could make free throws. I, I think that is my only contribution. I, think I played my- basketball <laughs> in high school, haven't really picked up haven't. basketball since then. Um, so speaking of nothing, because that's not a good segue, we're going to talk yeah, about we hockey. Yeah, we have one. I didn't have a segue, so I just went with it. We're going to talk about hockey, which was... Other good news. What? Besides the wobble, which is what we are referring to the WNBA uh, bubble, is the wobble, just in case you guys wanted to educate yourselves. But hockey has their own bubble, too, and it's oh, going You know what well, my favorite thing about the bubble is? You probably saw us on Twitter. That they put, like, personal photos, like photos of their families and their kids and stuff, like, on their nightstands. I would hope rooms. so. I don't think I the NBA so. did that. I the hope NBA that some that. of you of the guys did that. I think that no, everyone no, no, like the was NHL more obsessed did it. with like the yeah, NHL. But I'm did saying it. like even like personally, like per NBA player that are in the bubble, NBA players that are in the bubble right now. I hope that a couple of them uh, had put up some pictures of their family. <laughs> I feel like a lot of people that like follow NBA players and the NBA itself are like super into the swag and stuff like that. That the NBA players have like who is bringing like their like PlayStation or Xbox or whatever and like the outfits that they were wearing and stuff like that and like their like fits and stuff. Speaking of um bubbles. Hockey is like so like heartwarming like oh my family. Hockey is I've always felt to be very wholesome I don't know why uh maybe it's like the Canada thing um 
No, I grew up. I like, I was, I, (laughs) that's exactly what it is. I used to be a huge, huge hockey fan when I was in high school. Um, there's no reason I like, I'm not, not a fan anymore. I just kind of didn't, it was harder to watch it when I was in college. Um, and so I don't keep up with it as well anymore. I would like to, um, actually Lily, I have a super pressing question for you. Yes. It is about bubbles though. Okay. Um, something I have thought about a lot. Mm-hmm. In my little beach town in Long Beach, New York, shout out LBNY, not Cali, um, a lot of people have bubble machines, okay. uh, restaurants and businesses and stuff. There's yeah. a bakery around the block that has one. One of my friends, they have a bubble machine. How far has the farthest bubble traveled? Did you look up the answer? Like, do you know? And you want no, to guess? No, I have no idea. Um, what I can't what imagine it's think? far. I mean, I'm like I've seen bubbles on my own go decently far to the point where maybe I stop paying attention to it before it pops. But I can't imagine they really go further than that. I'm going like maybe a mile. Like I'll say mile. I feel like that's a safe answer. Um. Okay, so I googled yeah. exactly what I asked you. How far has the farthest bubble traveled? So I have, what is the longest time a bubble has lasted? Mm-hmm. Uh, the, a physicist from the UK kept a bubble of 32 centimeters. I don't, I can't even, I don't know why I was going to act like I could shape that out. For 108 days. Oh. Um... But that doesn't mean how far it traveled. it's traveled. Because I because imagine it could that travel into a bird and the birds could like. Well, that's my thing is that I think there's a lot done. of outside factors. Like if you're in a lab and you have a. You when a I bubble, see a bubble, I'm always popping that always bubble. Um, I think so like if you're doing far. this as a controlled experiment and you can kind of, you have like a, per- but that's a protected area, then it probably lasts longer than if you're just like out in the elements. Because then I could smack someone's why hand don't, away if they try to pop my bubble. Why don't you go out and test it? Okay, so next week I'll let you know. Okay, cool, great. Um, That's not gonna back happen. to the NHL the actual bubble. bubbles that we should be talking about. Um, what they're doing is something yeah. different than the NBA. So the NBA, they're all hold up in Orlando at, I don't know if that's Disney World or Disneyland. I don't know the difference. I think Orlando is Disney World. Okay. Like ooh. Disneyland is California, I think. Okay. I never so, went to Disney, so I don't know. Me either. So the bubble situation here, the Eastern Conference is in Toronto and the Western Conference is in Alberta, which is also in Canada. So the NBA so that- bubble is in Orlando. But the NHL is in Toronto and Alberta. Okay. And they're I, separated by conferences. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. My brain's a little all over it's, the place today. But me too. they're in having three games a day in each hub city, which is like like I I haven't mentioned this, but you said you were a hockey fan. I don't pay attention to hockey as much as I should, but I think this is like a huge deal for hockey fans because <laughs> they're going to end up with the time difference and things like that. The way it works out on a broadcast would be essentially you start at noon and you'll have games like all day. So you could really have like 15 hours of hockey because each hub city, the two of them are going to have three games a day. So that's like six games a day. Um, I don't, I'm, I think Friday or Saturday is when 
the games count towards the season. Um, I think right now they're doing scrimmages and sorts of things like that, but that started today. Um, and yeah, and I'm fully prepared in a, the coming weeks to like really get into like some hockey discussion and analysis because I think it's going to be yeah. I think it's going to be a genuinely like fun season. I think their playoff format is going to be very interesting. Um, and I just think it's going to, there. it's going to, like you said, the way that the airtime is going to be, it's going to be kind of on all the time, which is great if you're a hockey fan. Um, so I'm, I'm excited. I think this is where I get back into hockey. Like this is where it happens. Yeah. And I think they have a good chance of lasting the same way the NBA does. They're both, well, they're also they're not Canada. like the MLB. So they're kind of doing well. I mean, they announced on Monday that they had zero positive tests. Among oh, my players. gosh. Speaking of so, Canada, can we talk about how the Toronto Blue Jays, like, yeeted them out of Canada? <laughs> and they yeah, said, they were like, nope. <laughs> I'll be in Buffalo. Uh, they said, sorry. Probably never going to come back. Um, um, the Buffalo Wild Wings. Now you're going to get it. B-dubs. Um, yeah, I thought that was very amusing that they were like yeah sorry no um and they were right because now an entire team has suspended their season until further notice (sighs) snaps for them deep breaths um so yeah i think think for the nhl yes go i do want to get into um they are actually one league that's restarted that hasn't really taken a stance on a lot of the social injustice issues that are going on Mm -hmm. um as we know the nba and the nba players are kind of doing their own thing um baseball has been kneeling the red sox actually painted their mural black lives matter yeah Um, the nhl has made no kind of announcements they set they sent out some pictures of the rinks that they have in each of the hub cities and it's kind of just standard business for them. Lily, do you think that – what implications do you think this could have across um, the board for hockey, hockey fans, sports culture in general? So there's a lot of discussion, I guess, and things that come up with the topics of, like, racial justice and social justice in hockey that I don't think get talked about as – um much as they do in other sports um I think people don't watch hockey as as much um as far as like nationwide ratings go um however in uh when was it? it was June of this year um there was an ESPN article um and there are far fewer um black hockey players um, hockey players of color in the NHL than there are basketball players of color and black basketball players, football players, baseball players, etc. cetera. Um, mm-hmm. And so I think that that's why they've never really been at the forefront of things like this. But I think time's up. It's time to step up. It's time to step up for your black players, your players of color. Um, and I know, I don't know all the details of Um, kind of what's been going on, but I know that there have been stories where um, players have shared their experiences of what it's been like, um, and essentially coming to the conclusion that it's time, it's time to say something, it's time to speak up, it's time to take action. Um, And again, action, not words, goes across the board. So, 
Um, okay. I don't know if that means they're going to do anything, but I think as far as action, not words go, paint whatever you want on the ice, put whatever sticker you want on helmets, but back it up, like have commit to having these conversations to putting, um, to having people of color and black people in your higher up positions that are in the decision-making positions um, stuff like that. And again, I, I don't have all the answers. I don't really have any of the answers, but I think, again, it's as simple as action, not words. And I think that goes across the board too. like paint black lives matter on the court all you want, but people want actual change. Yeah. Too. So the NHL is going to allow their players to wear the custom helmets and uniforms to celebrate uh, things like hashtag I skate for hashtag we skate for mm-hmm. paired with whatever they deem fit and what each player personally believes in. Um, and other teams are also like in talks to discuss what they're going to do uh, for their platforms. Like Mike Matheson of the Panthers, um, the Florida Panthers. He is the NHLPA rep for their team. And he was kind of in this interview in the Miami Herald talking about what their organization and team wants to do uh, to use their platform well. And I lost this quote that I was going to read. Um, He said, I think we're still in discussions about that using how they can use their platform better being that it's such a sensitive thing right now. And we want to make sure that the voice we use is the right one and that that's broadcast the right way. So that's, it's received the right way too. So I did see a couple of tweets kind of like saying like, Oh, what's going on in the NHL? Uh, What what are they thinking over there? Um, In their predominantly white league about things that are going on right now in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I think things will be coming, but I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think <laughs> I think generally the only option now is in, is in a direction forward and in a direction of change and action. Um, it, uh, I just don't know, and I know I spoke about that very slowly and very, like, I didn't know what I was talking about, but I just purely, like, don't have all the information on it and don't want to yeah, I speak on something that I don't totally know what's going on, but I just do think, like, from a broad stroke sense is that like that ESPN article boils it down just as it needs to be is that it's action not words and commit to the things you're saying commit to the statements you're making I know teams were very um, committed to making statements after the murder of George George Floyd and stuff like that but you got to back it up too Um, and I guess we'll see this obviously with everything going on this is a big reckoning for people and acknowledging what they have to do what their next steps are Definitely agreed. I think when things pick up, it'll it'll go a lot over, go over a lot easier. And as we all know, sports is a business, so that's why it's super yeah. interesting to watch how all this unfolds. The way people look at the demographics of their audience and who watches that, and the owners and who makes up the uh, decision making seats in each league. So. It's all interesting, and we'll it's all see. starting now. We're really kind of underway here. The NBA is back. The MLB is still in flames. The MLB is existing, I think is the existing, word Existing is still alive, but barely breathing. Uh, the NHL is back. I think they're going to do really well, too, because they're bubbled up. And I just think moving forward, the NFL should do everything in its uh, power to try to bubble up, because I think it's the only way to do it. It's just, honestly, I think fans are just getting outraged and I'm sick of sports right now. You're sick of them? I don't know if 
like of watching yeah, them? Or? I'm just an, no, obviously I miss them, but it's just annoying. I don't understand why people think it's okay for professional baseball players to travel all around the country getting everyone freaking sick. Like, if I can't do that, how come they get have to do that? I just think it's ridiculous. And I mean, whatever. If I, I'm surprised that more people aren't outraged outraged by that. Like, as a New Yorker um, and other people that live in the Tri State area and up in the north, like we've been quarant- we were quarantined for so long. Like, things were so dark at one point, and I mean, we're still not done with it. So how I don't understand why we're acting like we're done with it. I mean, it's nice seeing players wear masks and obviously it'd be hard to make it mandatory for them to wear masks but it's really nice seeing some baseball players take initiative wearing gloves and stuff like that but I mean I don't know I think there's a point where we have to say stop because as we know sports uh is a sign of a functioning society and we are not functioning right now we are not yeah it's like so a dark it's, it's like a really sad note to end on but a very yeah, but, fair note to end well, on let me ask you what's your thing of the week Will, lily i was going through my bookmarks um to see if i like had any good tweets that i liked this week um i definitely did and now i obviously can't find any of them um but i can give mine if you go first i'll give you mine all right I'll give mine. It's a tweet, obviously, because I think we we started calling it thing of the week, but it's just turned into tweets of the week because just because that's Lily the only thing we do now. Because the only thing we Twitter. do. Um, this is a great place to mention. Please follow us on social media if you guys mm-hmm. haven't already. Listening to this, making it this far, we are at throwing underscore down on both Twitter and Instagram, and this podcast can be found on Apple Music, Spotify, and youtube to see our lovely faces heck yeah so my tweet of the week is really funny so it's kind of the basic twitter setup and it's like adam silver we have zero coronavirus coronavirus cases in the bubble gary bettman we have zero coronavirus cases in the bubble rob manfred what if we killed the marlins (laughs) that's so not i should so not be laughing about that but that's a really good tweet because that's kind of that's what's happening start saying false things but that's basically like take away all the bs of what he said and like we don't plan on shutting down baseball he's basically like we have protocols to keep you guys safe but everything around me is going to flames and i have nothing left to say so the robot that is rob manfred literally was just like repeating the same thing that his PR guys told him all the time. And he's just like, I want to like nothing to say. We will play baseball. I want to insert the clip here from last week of me being like, I don't think it's impressive that the NBA had zero cases. Like that was supposed to be. And now like the entire Miami Marlins. And now I'm like, I'm like, okay, yeah, zero cases. Let's go. My favorite tweet of the week is, Jeff, Jeff McNeil screaming fuck after every single pitch is the most relatable thing a Met has ever done. <laughs> and I also want somebody to spin that like Jeff McNeil screaming fuck after every pitch is like how I feel every like every time I get out of bed like during quarantine. During coronavirus. <laughs> um, so on that, that's how I feel. On that note, I think that's all we have for this week. Like yes. Jeff said. Follow us on social media at throwin underscore down on Twitter and Instagram and like and subscribe and listen to this podcast on YouTube 
Apple Music or Apple Podcasts or whatever and Spotify. And remember, it's never just sports. We will see you next time. Thanks for listening, guys.